This episode of Super Legit is brought to you by, finally, a restaurant that isn't Applebee's, a Super Legit cameo in the Clip Show episode of Dinosaurs, and Dan Brown's latest completely historically accurate novel. Another episode of the Super Legit Podcast. I'm your host, Jet Kaufman. Quick up top, remind you to follow us on our social media accounts. I did that in the previous episode. What I didn't bother to do in that previous episode was say the name of our social media accounts, which is at Super Legit Pod. So you can find us at Super Legit Pod on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, etc. So follow us there. We're going to try to interact more and more with you guys. But you actually have to follow us for that to be possible. And I have to give you the name. So we fixed all of that. Now you're already following us by this point. You paused the podcast. You went to every single social media account you love and you followed us. So thank you. We appreciate it. Done and done. Should we give them a second to get back? Um, by the way, you don't just have to do that on social media that you love. You can also do it on Twitter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Yep, that way. Yep, yep. Oh, and also uh, reviews. Those are really big for us. Uh, Apple Podcasts, and there's a new service called Podchaser. That's like the IMDb of podcasts. We're on mm-hmm. there as well. So leave us some uh, leave us some five star reviews, and, and you can get as specific as you want with us. Uh, tell us what characters you love. What tell us what characters you never want us to bring back ever, and uh, we'll uh, we'll probably flip that on you and do the exact opposite of what you want. You want more singing? We're also on IMDb, so it is kind of like Twitter after all. Yeah, all right. more, absolutely. More yeah, everything covers. Is, yeah, great. We'll give that you also more applies to covers. cast members too. By the way, yes. cast members you <laughs> yes. like, cast members you never ever want to see again. Actually, yep. I think that's already working, St. James. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that's are, why I've been out for a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The people have spoken. Back by popular demand. Well, like and they, 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 they were really happy about it, which is why we begged you to come back for this mm-hmm. episode so we yeah. can keep them guessing. We're like a bad dad that way. We give and we take away. Yes. So I've got a I've got a question. Uh, I took his twenty dollars every time. I've got a question that came to me via Josh Spence this week. Uh, usually I write the questions, but Josh had a good one, and so is that I, one of our regular listeners? Uh, yes, he has <laughs> listened he is. to every single <laughs> okay. episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, cool. yeah, no. really dedicated. Uh, we're going to send him a, a badge. Um, you can just you know. <laughs> You wear the iron-on ones, like nothing Actually, fancy. It's not going to be metal or anything. Just we should probably send it to Ray. He's he's listened to more episodes than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works, but it's true. What's yeah. up, Ray? How's it going, bro, bro? So, uh, but yeah, but I will not ask Josh up top because uh, I don't want to give him the satisfaction of him getting no, some question I, right away. I don't. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. No. So let's uh, let's throw this at uh, let's throw this at Sean Michael Boozer. Yes. Oh, I love that shocked look on his face. That's that's what I live for when I it's do this. It's more fear, but we can go with shock. That's okay. Good. All right. Well, then, honestly, I've never been good at reading emotions, so I'll go with whatever it is. That could have been just sheer joy for all I knew, and I would. I... So, when was the last time you had a creative blockage, and uh, how did you overcome it? And of course, with so many of these questions, it's not always literal. You know, the last one you can think of. You don't have to get precise with the timeline. You know, that's all right. First of all, you, I, there would be no way for me to be precise with the timeline. My idea of time, I could say something was yesterday and it was actually 20 years ago. Uh, so that that's not even a problem. Um, creative. That's really interesting for me because I've stopped trying to make things happen because that is the death 
for me of creativity. Um, although I will say this, without a uh, delivery date, without a due date, without a this needs to be done by this date, without mm-hmm. being uh, responsible to other people, it won't get done. Yeah. But there's also a balance where um, if it's not happening, it's it's not going to. And I don't feel like forcing it is ever a thing. Um, like if I have a uh, script due or script notes or if I have uh, – can I just complain for a little bit? Yeah. Working on <laughs> – Yes. <laughs> what else is this show for? <laughs> oh, when you get really stupid – uh, notes. Not that I've ever gotten one from anybody I've worked with, but I'm just I've heard about this idea. <laughs> Should anybody be listening? Um, <laughs> that you just do not want to incorporate or give any legitimacy to. That is probably the hardest thing for me to do and get involved in. But that was not the question. I'll go back to the question now. <laughs> um, being creatively uh, having a creative stymies. I would say. Right now, answering this question <laughs> would be so meta. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would and be then like, I, yeah. I can't wait to see how you get how you solve that blockage in real time. This is going to be great. I can't wait to everyone. hear that answer four times in a row. That's yeah, really <laughs> uh, you know, you know, one of my tells uh, that I used to have when I was doing improv. Uh, this is like uh, when I first started uh, working out doing long form. Uh, my tell that I had nothing was I'd go to the fridge. Open it, <laughs> grab the OJ, take it out, yep. grab a glass, and that would just be me grounding myself in the space work. Now I know where I am, what I'm doing. I got my glass of OJ, and now everything's okay. And then something will magically happen. Like, dude, something will fill that space. But that's improv. But we're talking about. I, I uh, didn't realize we were the same improviser starting out. <laughs> we, starting I think everybody out, everybody is. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah, I, I have a follow up question to that to this description. A bad improviser, Sean Michael. Way. Yeah. So, yes, sir. So you grind yourself in your space work. You've got your thing. You're doing your thing. Would your scene partner just wait for you to finish your thing and then tell you what your idea, like ask, like for you to say your idea, or would they then engage with you usually while you're doing your thing? Ah. I don't. I don't know that there was a usual. Uh, well, I used to work with Tom Green when I was doing Green Boots or Elixir, and Tom is a genius. Like, dude, first of all, we're too old to be worried about or stressed about what the audience has going on. Listen, I, I'm, it's great that you guys paid, but this is what you're going to see. Uh, so <laughs> we didn't let that bother us. That's we just awesome. let it play out. But it, it all depended. Like, sometimes I would be so into my OJ, like, I would get so grounded in my space work that I would be going about my business with it. And I'd look over and I'd see somebody, I'd be like shocked. And I'd be like, dude, you haven't gone home yet or whatever, you know, like whatever, with the first thing that popped in, you know, like go with that first thing, you know, and jump on the first bus that comes to you once you're grounded. You know, I, I think that's uh that speaks to an improv philosophy that when I was, when I was in therapy discussing improv, it came up as an incredibly valuable uh, tool, especially for me as someone with ADHD was uh, the, the, the not waiting, the doing it now. And the, uh, the specifically the, the first thing that comes to your mind. I mean, that, you know, there's the film don't think twice mm-hmm. and that, that philosophy behind don't think twice is just whatever comes to your mind in that moment, go with it. Um, and obviously that's, that's, you know, that, that, that can't apply to everything in life, but it did, I found as a person with ADHD more often than not is 
if if it came to me in that moment and in that moment I wanted to do that thing, that was the time I could get that thing done. Don't think about what else I could be doing. Don't try to plan something else. Don't try to put it off. I can do this right now. So now it's going to get done. The end. I'd imagine that uh, that ADHD is uh, a gift uh, to an improviser and uh, an improv is a gift for someone with ADHD mm-hmm. because oftentimes with ADHD, it's you have that thought, but something interrupts that train of thought and then it's so hard to get back on that track. And I imagine you get to have that thought say it out loud and everybody else around just like, yeah, yes. And then hopping on board with that. Yeah. The hardest thing I think for me in improv was since I spent so many decades training myself out of that behavior of, of training myself to not say the thing that instantly popped into my head that I then had to train myself to allow it to come out, to have that, that sudden weird, crazy thought suddenly actually manifest itself in reality because that was the power of it. You know, when you're like first learning improv, like the whole idea of like, don't think mm-hmm. is what you do. And like, so some of us are like already tied into that whole, like, you know, you just react, uh, you're out there and you just, you just let the impulse take you. Um, and then you learn the game, new choice. And it, when I first learned that, it seemed like such an, uh, antithetical game to improv because I'm like, wait, so we're negating that first. We're going to the second. But, you know, then as I realized going along, that is to get people that do think so much out of their head. Like, you know, you hit somebody five times with new choice and then they are in a new space. Hmm. Um, unlike people that are um, out of their minds already are already in that new space. Yeah, that's interesting because I imagine a lot of those people's first choices is were in fact their second or third choices. They were the things they maybe thought about slightly too much. And now when you're forced to make them instantly come up with something else they don't have that opportunity anymore. They, they, they are out of the, out of the space they were in where they got to overthink it. And now they're just scrambling for anything. Super. Hey, are you, are you okay? I'm sorry. I just reacted. I didn't think first. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh I'm, I'm fine. But, uh, if I say, uh, pass assault, you don't need to drill me in the chest with it. You're right. We're having lunch together. That, that was, um, it sounded like an emergency. There was like a tone in your voice that looked like you really needed that salt. You know, like if somebody's going into diabetic shock and you got to stuff a gummy bear under their tongue, like that was the tone in your voice. Oh no, no, I, I appreciate that. And sometimes I do. I just, I, I, I feel like I want that, but, um, (sighs) I just, my, my, my fries were a little bland and, um, maybe, once you feel that, you're like, yeah, well, maybe think it through. Like, hey. do I really need to drill this guy in the chest with this uh, sharp uh, shaker? Listen, listen, listen. I, I, I don't want to think of you as just some guy, okay? You're not a client. I mean, you're not just a client, right? You're my client, right? I'm your agent. I do things for you. You say you need something, I get it to you. You say you need salt, boom, salt in your chest, right uh, there, well, okay? Excuse me, guys. Uh, hi. We here at Red Robin... Uh, are champions of the all-you-can-eat uh, endless fry basket. Um, mm-hmm. If there was any complaints about uh, any said fries, please let us know. We're happy to make it up to you on the, the next fry basket. Uh, multiple sauces, multiple salts. If there's you anything what, we I, can do. you have. Let me step in here. Uh, my fryant here, uh-huh. Ryan. <laughs> I like what he did um, there. That's a combination of friend and client. Um, he was dissatisfied with the level of blandness. Well, uh, and hold on. I got this. All right? Oh, I'm your oh, agent. I fight your battles for you. Okay? This, Let this me is... be the bad guy. Okay. Listen, okay. his fries were bland. Okay. You know what? They tasted uh, like your job. Shit. 
So, okay, this is the thing I was do, talking about. Ow, Maybe the first right. impulse isn't Maybe. what you should go with. Maybe. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go out okay. into the parking lot and I am going to key our fries suck into your car. If we don't have a new basket of fries sure. Sure. on this tabletop, yes, by the time I count backwards from six. Okay, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, anything, sir? sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I, I'm not. I'm not a party to the keying part. That was not discussed with me. I would just like to. Okay. Um, I, I, um, I would just. The fries were a little unsoft. I think we're good. We're good. You know what? We are good. Yep. Thank Ryan, you so much, Ryan. Ryan, once again, Ryan. Hey, let me take care of you. Okay. Hey, listen. I don't. I don't get that twenty percent off the top for being a, a little sheep. Okay. All right. No, I, I, I appreciate that, but I, I, you, you become a little intense. I'm a little scared. You, hey, don't you, be scared, all right? I'm on your side, right? When you have a pit bull that's rabid and has been horribly abused and now the, just an angry animal, that's me. I'm the pit bull. Okay, okay. I'm the pit bull. You are the sweet, beautiful-faced, incredibly talented young actor who has that pit bull on a leash. You don't need to be afraid of that pit bull turning on you. Right? What if that pit bull rips off my young face, and then what, what am I, where am I left? Where am I left? With? Hey, you, you say that like like there's a history of agents being bad to their clients. All right, listen, I'm here for you, huh, Ryan. I'm sorry, I'm being I'm silly. Here I'm sorry for you. Thank Fries! you. Fries. Whoa! Uh, hi, hi. Uh, I'm I'm back. Sorry. Um, as as a matter of fact, uh, sir, I just wanted to. Uh, again, formally apologize on, on behalf of Red Robin. Just drop um, the fries uh, and run. I'm uh, on your uh, side. Uh, you okay. should drop just, the fries I, and run. Okay, just drop the fries. He's a rabid run. pit bull. Uh, okay, thank you, sir. Bye. I'm just a fresh face. Okay. Um, you know, I think perhaps uh, we'll wrap this up then, huh? We'll uh, get the rest of this to uh-huh. go. So, Ryan, I want to let you know that I am going to have a lot more time to focus on your career. Okay. There have been some changes at the agency. They're shifting some things around, moving some people here, moving some people there, moving some people like me out of the job. And I just want you to know that now I can take a look at you. It's like you and my other client, Frank Stallone, who I'm not sure if he is or is not alive. I've got your backs. I'm going to build something. All right. And it's going to start with you. Frank Stallone is alive. Uh, it does. It does bother me that you don't know that because, like, maybe that's why his career is not so much um, alive. <laughs> How and dare I, you? I would also like to. No, I'm sorry. Did I upset you? I did not mean to upset you. Listen, it, I booked it, him, him an Agatha Christie movie. Feel, I'm sorry. I booked him an Agatha Christie movie. Okay. I mean, it was in 1989, but still, I mean, he's working. He worked. Mm. Worked. Working implies currentness. ED, the ED I'm adding to it, means it happened in the past. Sure, he's getting residual checks for 87 cents uh, every four months, but that... And I negotiated that. <laughs> oh, you said that like it's impressive. Um, again, I don't mean to anger you because uh, there are still forks and knives on this table and uh, the salt shaker is uh, well within your grasp. But um, perhaps we should take this uh, moving and, and changing and people coming and going into our own lives and maybe you and I should think about uh, uh-huh. our relationship uh-huh. in terms of working together or uh, getting a restraining order okay. or just uh, going our separate uh, ways peacefully. So what you're saying is that you don't want to be my, like, my friend anymore. 
I'm, I'm no, I, I'm saying we should think okay. about no, no, it's fine. This. It's fine. Listen, I'm going to level with you, Ryan. Frank Sloan fired me six months ago. Um, he thought I was just trying to use him to get to his brother, Gary Stallone. And I um, <laughs> I want you to know it's a stepping stone. I'm not Sylvester ready yet. I just want you to know that you are the last thing that I have. It's you and this gift certificate to Red Robin and these fries that I'm just going to stay here and keep refilling, hoping that Gary Stallone wanders in. So if you need to go, you can go. But, and I, I don't mean to quote a song lyric here, but you'll be taking a part of me with you. Wow. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think you'd be using song lyrics. Uh, that was pretty effective. I was I was ready to leave, and then you hit me with uh, you hit me with that. Um, I will be here with you, and the fries, and we we will make this happen. I know, I know, I'm forty three years old, and I've only had two co stars. <laughs> but um, well, I'm sorry, I thought you were thirty four. I'm sorry, this business is dead for you, buddy. I'm okay. sorry. Whoa, that that really changes things. Um, okay, uh, it was very nice. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to go back to my first love, uh, which is um, international knittery. So, um, goodbye, Ryan. We had a good run. Do you think? Do you think before you leave, you could maybe uh, negotiate a job for me? I could carry fries to a table, no problem. Uh, well, I could get this. I could get our waiter fired. That would create an opening. Close enough. I will take that. Any port in a storm. Budget. <laughs> Super. Hey, hey, uh, hey, hey, God, it's me. It's it's my culture. Favorite angel. Are you there? <clears throat> yes, I'm here. I'm always here. I'm everywhere. Okay. At all times. Okay. As you know. Okay. I mean, I, I know you sound grumpy. It's just... You know, you've been checking that cosmic. I was fruit. resting. It's okay. Sunday. It's su- we've talked about this. Sunday Can't is my day of rest, Michael. Get that word out. Okay, no, no problems. No, no, no. It's fine. Please continue. It's all about you. It, it's see. That's the thing, though, God. It's not about me. I've been actually all all the angels have been watching you. You've been you've been checking that cosmic fridge for about two thousand years now. No. No oranges are coming out of there, buddy. Are you okay? You okay, just seem I, restless. I, I, I. Can we? Can we? Can we just have this between the two of us? Can this I was, just be a, a you and me thing right now? I, a, I was hoping so, but I was okay, just like, all right. "God, are you there?" And you're I like, just, "What?" And then you got so angry with me. And then I was like, "Should I even ask the question?" But you know, it needed to be asked because I mean, it's it's noticeable. Okay. All right. Can I speak now? I mean, yeah, sure you can speak right, now. I mean, I'm just, I was, okay. Uh-huh. All right, Michael. Again, uh-huh. all about you. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I feel like I peaked about uh, a couple millennia ago or so. No. No. Yeah. You peaked? Yes. What makes you think you peaked? Well, we did the whole we did the whole very dramatic thing with my son slash me. Sure. Uh, you know, sacrificing himself uh, uh-huh. slash yeah. 
being sacrificed and you know to me by me for me etc etc it was honestly i i i'm i'm just i'm so happy it was that, a that very meta move sense. no uh, it was and i wasn't even sure anyone was going to understand the whole system in place sure. but they made sense of it in the ways that i never uh-huh. intended to and that was part of the problem too sure. just, yeah like I, I i wasn't even at my best then when i put down that whole system uh-huh. but they filled in all the gaps for me uh-huh. sure and then i was just i've been out that was it. I've had no true. further ideas. That's not oh, true, God. What's the last animal I invented? Well, well, I I don't know that offhand, God, but I'm just let me just bring this up. It okay? was a beetle. It was another it was a beetle. fucking beetle. Okay, I've made thousands, no millions, okay, millions sure. of different uh-huh. kinds of beetles. There are more types of beetles than anything else on Earth. It's just a variant on another fucking beetle. But God, I also have to give you credit. You also created the Beatles. Like you're talking about the millions you made, but you made I one group know. that like no, I didn't change the, the face of the earth. No, the Beatles. Sir, they they eclipsed me. They were not lying when they said they, they were bigger than Jesus. You. When they God. said they were bigger than Jesus, they had it right. No, My, a no. lot of people were angry about that. Is that why you're grumpy? But... Is that why you're grumpy? Are you not still, anymore? Are you still no, bitter about it. that? God, look, you created you created Hollow Earth. You created the dinosaurs. I got back at them with Oasis, all right? By, by the fact of you being such a baby-faced god, you, in fact, created Satan and humans. That's five. That's five. That's that's all time. Like, like I mean, okay, yes, I, the Beatles had six albums, and I just mentioned five things, thus putting you one behind. But still, like, Great. you have Just undermine things. your point right there. Fantastic. Well done. All right, God. Um, let me see if I can help you out here. All right, listen. I, I, I am so happy to have the with pitbull in some front of, me. of the greats. All right, all right. If it wasn't for me, if it wasn't for me, Tim Barrymore never would have been cast in Scream Eight. All right. So just know, just know, I've worked with some of oh, the this, best. This is so good. Okay. Oh, thank so you. God, I, I gotta say, I mean, I've been looking. At some of your work, and listen, your best years are ahead of you, man. All right, you know, really? some people will tell you once you've hit forty-three, Hollywood is dead. Listen, all you are is a story machine. Okay, what do you want to do? Do you want to write? Do you want to act? Do you want to direct? Oh you've had enough directing. Never mind. You know, uh, <laughs> yes, let's yes. take let's take directing and producing off the table. You've been there. You've done that. Uh, oh myself! I, I I don't know what to to, to to even start with here. I mean, I just I have never been on screen. I mean, you know, we've there's been interpretations. Mm-hmm. I thought George, okay. George Burns was great. George Burns was great in the role. Uh, I, I I I'm not sure I could top that, but that's yeah. I, I feel like it's you up don't to have you. to. No, I'm okay. telling you. Here's what we do. We go to the studio. This is going to be a put picture. I'm telling you right now. We go to the studio. We say, listen, God wants to star in the movie as himself. But I know what you're thinking. George Burns did such a good job. You bring back George Burns. Oh, just resurrect him. All right. Why well, didn't I? I didn't. Oh, this 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 opens up a whole new idea because I know reboots are big in Hollywood. I could just reboot some of my greatest inventions. Oh, yeah. Reboot. Uh, let's see, George Burns. Right. Start there. Yes. But then next thing you know, you can reboot uh, Heath Ledger. We all miss him. Right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Oh, my. It, yeah. it was, it's a terrible. It's, it was terrible. Just let it slip through. Listen, God, I know I know. dinosaurs didn't 
didn't take off again in, in the reboot. I mean, given that everybody's still talking about Godzilla versus Kong, but like, I think it was a good try in the right direction. I, I, I think, think the animatronics were just too expensive. I mean, it was a great show. Uh, it was just it was weird for people because it was this whole idea of like a studio audience, but they're all robots on stage. But let's, let's try this okay, game. I think, right. I think I think I think you're too much in your head. Okay, uh, uh, new choice. Oh, uh, 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 lizards. No, new choice. Quit judging yourself. Birds. No, uh, you already we have birds. New choice. Uh, fish. Lots of fish. Just more fish. Flood the whole earth with fish. Did you say lots of fish or lots of fish? Is there a thing there? Can Is we there work with thing? that? If you, if you heard that and it works for oh, you. Oh, Dad, you're so bad at this, Oh, man. shit, the kid's here. Oh, you okay. said, come on, Jesse. lots of fish? Come on, I did that, man. I was like, I make lots of fish. You're just you're just pulling my my stuff. I'm hey. yes-anding you. I'm yes-anding you. You said lots of fish, and I'm just like, more fish, more come fish, on. and different kinds I of fish. I already did it, man. That's why this is called New Choice. Come on, hey, Dad. Hey, God. Who's this kid over here? Who's this spry 33-year-old? Oh, I could just, work with this kid. That's uh, just my oh, son man. slash me. I got two words for you, kid. Yeah. Mel Gibson. Huh? Uh, you in for a sequel? Hmm, come on. All right, that guy could really use some redemption. All right? If anybody, if you forgive anybody, if you can forgive that boy, who? Oh, wow. Come on. Hey, come on. Hey, I, I, I say forgive everyone, so I'm in. Hey, everybody. Oh, God, it's the Holy Spirit. Uh, Look oh, away. God, Look away. Meeting oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Uh, oh, I forgot to invite. I, I didn't include you on the invitation. I'm sorry about that. I never remember your email address. But you are me and I am you. I know. Cuckoo, cuckoo, I get it. Yeah, let's not do the whole Beatles Come thing. Come on, yeah. Spirit. Take a hit, man. Just, Just be cool. Come on. Oh, that hurts, JC. You're not even what corporeal. Happened? Come on. Hey, can this guy validate my parking? Legit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted a focus group to come in and discuss Scott's former work. <laughs> you know, dude, I liked him more when he was fun, when he was about the pranks. Remember when he had that Let's guy go and kill his kid? Cut to it. We cut to it. We cut to it. We cut to it. Go. You, you remember a lot that we did an episode where we talked about how that never works out. How we don't after do that. We talk yes. about it. It yep. doesn't ever work. What do we do it then? Well, so why not try it now? Why should, why should what I? What if I write it all out and I'll send you guys the stuff later on and then we'll do it? That's oh, great. Man. Yeah, great. script it out. I love uh, that. We'll I love right. an epi- on an episode we're talking about creative blockages. We're just shitting on ideas. Yep. Really good stuff here. <laughs> it's thematic. Good yeah. job. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, let's, uh, you know, I was going to save you to later, but screw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's toss this at you, Josh Spence. Oh, um, we can wait for me till later. I want to hear everybody else. No. I'm- can, I, can, I just, can I just say one thing first? Like, uh, the Pitbull character, mm-hmm. um, when that guy is on your side, when that person is on your side, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm still not comfortable because oh, yeah. you know at any point, you if you end up on the other side, like, even when he's in your camp, you're like, he might chew my leg off at some point. Like, oh, I, yeah. did, I don't care and, how. And whose leg is he going to chew off on my behalf as well? Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah. the other fear. What damage is going to be done in my name? <laughs> it's like when you have a boss who shit talks about everybody except for you. Yes. And then you're like, oh, yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. What happens when I'm not here? Yeah. No. Yep. I'm on to this. The, I get the gossip this game. friend who tells you mm-hmm. all the stories about all of your other friends is like, yep. 
you know some shit about you know me too. I think I will go now. I think <laughs> All the, right. I, I think, <laughs> okay. I think the weird thing that happened to me was I, I am not to brag about it, but I, I got a super awesome, healthy tax return paired with some other uh, funding that came through. And um, I, I got to complete a whole bunch of work on myself personally. Like I, I have like a new office space. And I was able to take care of some, I, I play guitar, so I was able to uh, take care of some guitar stuff. But then, like, everything was new, and I kind of, I felt like it, it didn't feel like the old stuff that I had been working in. Like, do you ever have, like, a like a favorite pair of shoes, like a pair of running shoes or whatever, that you've just, they're beat to death and you've had for, like, four years, but, like, you... You can go to war in those shoes and you'll be a hundred percent fine. Like I had, I felt like that with like all the old stuff I had. And, um, and then like I was trying to justify meaning for buying new stuff. Like it was weird. Like, uh, especially like with the guitar stuff, like I'm very weird about, about the guitars. And I think like last year as jet, no, we went back and forth on purchasing this one guitar, which, uh, is beautiful. It plays well. I love playing. There's nothing wrong with it, but I felt like I had to get a new guitar to further, like, because I play different music now, I have to get this new guitar that exemplifies that sound. And it, it like, on a simple weird thing like that, I, I had put myself in my, so far, like, up my ass and around the corner and in my head that, like, it took a couple of weeks to get out. And even with the writing, like, you know, it's, I, I'm on a different desk and it's a different layout and it, it just, I don't know. It just sent me, it just sent me, you know, in a weird spiral. So, uh, I, I think that's uh, like, yeah. I mean, I, I can say that. I mean, it's cause I think all of us, our brains, uh, don't want us to make the next amazing thing mm-hmm. because right. Cause if everybody huh. in the world was always burning the creative, uh, fire at hundred percent, and everybody was churning out a new rubber sole, um, then <laughs> then then it wouldn't be as special. And it's your brain getting you over that hurdle is going to be the thing. Like your your brain has it in there, but it's just going to take a lot of work to drag it out. And that's the, the brain is like, oh, it's a new thing. Let me explore this new thing. Yeah. Right. And it's it, yeah, it wants you to be distracted. But like anything that you do, like because uh, uh, side note. Josh and I are also friends. Um, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, he's told right? me a lot of stuff about you, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you, you were texting me about like that thing where you felt distracted. But I think, in my personal opinion, and this, by the way, is somebody who is I am the king and queen of procrastination. Um, I the uh, if you are doing anything that puts your brain into like a flow state where you forget about everything else except for that thing that you're doing the creative part of your brain is going to keep solving problems and jumping over hurdles and stitching stuff together. So then when you move on to the new thing, it's like when songwriters are like, well, I started off on piano and then I got stuck and then I moved over onto guitar and then I did this. It's that same thing. You know, that's, that's really interesting. And I think that's really like on the mark. Like you have to try a new, a new, um, a new way in. But what's funny is that's the actual opposite of where Josh started. You know, he's like, Dude, I changed the physical and, you know, the physical, the spiritual and the mental are all interchanged. Yeah, man. And so I feel like uh, when he changed his physical, it stopped it more than like, yeah, instead of like waiting to be stymied, 
um, you uh, instead of going from piano to guitar, you're like, hey, piano's working out so well. I should jump over on guitar. And that's <laughs> when it came to a screeching halt. I think uh, I think a common thing we do is we we make excuses for ourselves when we're stuck in one place. We will we will find a symbol of what's wrong and pursue fixing oh, the symbol. God, in this yes. case, I feel like That's maybe, it. yeah, That's the instrument it. itself. It's like, you know, I, I, I can't quite get this. It's probably because I have the wrong instrument. I need to yeah. go buy a, a more appropriate, better <laughs> instrument, or this jump over me. here. God. I have to, rep- you know, as you know, I, you know, Jet, work with computers. You, yes. Could you top stop specifically talking about every piece of exercise equipment I've ever owned? <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would that, just like to know why all of you hate capitalism. Everybody. <laughs> oh, do I can go into my list. that needs to be a regular segment on the show is steven c james why i hate capitalism this week (laughs) that reminds me of the old adage you know it's a poor craftsman who blames his tools Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but that that's legitimate and that's solid i've never heard of that it sounds great like bringing up the uh the exercise thing it's why most people can get along with literally no equipment at all i mean a combination of things like pull-ups and sit-ups and push-ups and and you know uh uh various various things that you don't need anything for you can do extremely good work with obviously you can do more but the point is if you can't even do uh if you can't even do anything with the least that you have that is good enough it's probably not the tools that are your stumbling block with exceptions well here's the weird thing to jump out on that too like uh it's a total god door window however that phrasing goes but like in i don't know in this past three month period i've purchased aside from one that was a gift i i purchased five different guitars (laughs) and then uh through the grace of whatever i've actually broke even like i i ended up with the guitar i originally had because i instead of focusing on what was bad with it, <clears throat> I remembered all the reasons why I bought it and why it inspired me and why, why I went with that to begin with. And I was like, oh, why would I want any other guitar? I, I bought the <laughs> one that I wanted to already. What, a, what am I doing? And you know, I eventually sold, a, sold the other five guitars off. And yeah, I just about broke even. And it was funny, like last night and today, just... Uh, writing some new compositions for an episode we're working on, like the the work just it just it just it just came naturally. It was the weirdest fucking thing. And then uh, one more thing on top of it, I was um, I'm starting to write again as a as a critic for a, a local newspaper, which is a big undertaking. I'm very excited about. Uh, but for the longest time, I just had like this imposter syndrome about writing because it's not like. It's not like I went to USC film school, <laughs> you know, I wasn't in that group of Scorsese, Spielberg, <laughs> you know, like uh, I, I felt like the, I, I, there's people I know that I feel are smarter than me and I know that are smarter than me and they're going to have like takes I wish I had. And I just, I felt like this huge, like, uh, you shouldn't be writing this. And then um, I was listening to an interview with uh, Denzel Washington where Bill Simmons was like, don't you ever look back on your previous work and realize how great of an actor you are? He's like, no, I'm focusing on the next project. I don't have time to think about anything I've done in the past. I'm worried about the next project because that's why I'm doing this. And I went, oh, shit. That's why yeah. I wrote because I that's like great. writing. The, Fuck. Like that, that Ted Lasso show, which I think hit so many people in the creative world where it's just like right in the gut. 
the the line where he's like be a goldfish where it's like have like a 10 second memory like that's great for successes and failures where it's like yeah man you just gotta move on to the next thing yeah you know you just gotta keep moving forward so uh thanks for coming on this date with me um i just i'm feeling really good about this uh i just want to give you a little bit of quick history just so we're like on the same page here um so my my last uh, my last uh, partner was uh, like hot, but like not not hot enough, and I feel like that's why like I I didn't really I didn't really turn up the romance enough the way I I know I should have, um, but like you seem hotter, so I think this is gonna work. Um, Brian, I got a haircut. That's it, Brian. <laughs> oh shit. I got a haircut. You piece of <laughs> shit. I didn't. I, no, I seriously like that's how hot you look now. That's I, how good the haircut mm, is. I got to oh, give you sorry. so much credit for the haircut. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt here. Uh, this is a Red Robins. Um, yeah. We are a family facility. Um, if there's any problems, uh, please let me know. We had a current customer uh, or a customer recently complain about the fries. Mm-hmm. If there's any issues here, anything that you feel tastes like shit. I'm aware. I, Just let I me didn't know. like. Okay. No, I, I I got the fries last time. I didn't like the fries. I mean, the, honestly, the fries oh. were fine. It's just like oh. I only ate a few of them. It's like I didn't oh. want them anymore. <laughs> you have the Tower of uh, Onion Rings. <laughs> What's up? So, Brian, you remember specifically the experience with the French fries, but I uh, trimmed three inches I'm being yelled at off the of table. my hair, and and then and you forgotten. Uh, I'm I'm just shadowing. You've forgotten. That you remember specifically that you had a few fries in this place where you okay, but Brian, you also, I, in fairness, you had I want to say you had bangs before. Did you have bangs before? I had bangs three years ago. That's what I'm thinking. I had bangs of. when That's we right. met. The bangs did not. I was so glad you got rid of the bangs. That was <sighs> not working for you, and I felt like that's why I never bought you flowers. I felt like that oh was gosh. the reason I, I skipped this, the flowers entirely. This makes so much sense because I remember. After I got rid of the bangs, I remember I thought it was so cute. The next morning, when you rolled over and you were like, ooh, who are you? And I was like, oh, it's like so fresh. But you literally meant, who are you? I just, look, I was just, I was, I, I like, I like, oh. uh, I like new experiences. It's like this, the, uh, the, the this chick is in my bed. It's like, I'm going to roll with it. Uh, Ryan. Brian, do me a favor. What's up, Izzy? Say my name right now. Izzy. Right? Izzy? It's Izzy, right? <laughs> no. No, it is not Izzy. Lizzie? Nope. Lisa. Keep trying. Lisa. Nope. Mm-mm. Uh, hey guys, um, Lynn, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, what's up? Um, I'm supposed to just be shadowing. I'm I'm brand new here. I just got this job. Um, uh, is everything okay here? Um you guys pr- wow. don't be. I, you probably recognize me. Um, I did a couple co-stars um, a couple <laughs> years ago. But uh, is everybody good on fries? Uh, the, the, anybody need a top off on your waters? I, I would uh, love. Uh, I would love the Tower of Onion Rings and your phone number. Um, what? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, we can we can make that happen. <laughs> and uh, ma'am, can I get anything for you? Uh, no, no, I'm fine. Uh, but you know what? You know what? Fuck you, Brian. I would also <laughs> like your phone number. Yeah. Okay, it, 
Would you like that with the Tower of Onion Rings or just the phone number itself? Uh, no, just the phone number. We'll split the Tower of Onion Rings. some people find I'm not hot enough. So, uh, because I'm a woman in America, that gets to tie back to my fucking weight. Okay, but in fairness for a moment here, I totally forgot what you looked like with the new haircut now because I was looking at our, our shadow server, and now I'm looking back at you and remembering how hot you are. Um... So I'm going to go get the uh, two phone numbers and the Tower of Onion Rings, and we're good then, okay? Cut to the Red Robin kitchen. Hey, I just Oh, my saw- God, dude. I went out there by myself. It was that. amazing. That was crazy. Oh. That was – I wow. Like, to see you initially sitting with that Asian guy, and now what you're doing, I, hey, this I, is transcendent. I, I think this I'm, is what I'm, you were born for. I, I really feel bad about him trying to get you fired to get me a job. I didn't realize you had a job are open. And, I'm the manager. Okay, I'll, okay, I, I, I will okay. stay here until the day I die. This is the Fallbrook Red Robins. It's, it's inside of them all. Like, I, don't worry I, about I never, I never knew I'd find such peace here at the Red Robin. Like, I, I, no, I, I, this is where I, I should be. This is where I belong. For peace. This is my nest. Red here's, yes. here's the problem. Hey. Hey, dickholes, we got five replacement orders of, of a bottle of steak fries waiting to go out. You just gonna gab here? You're holding up the line. Okay, I'm 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 okay. I, it's my it's my first week. I'm okay. still I'm okay, shadowing, just, I'm just, training, got, I'm the best. We got bottle okay. of steak fries going out to tables two, three, seven, and fourteen. Okay, we got They're it. They're waiting. It's funny, I'm the manager, but I will take being yelled at as much as I have. Just real quick, before you get out there. Why are most of our tables prime numbers? That's weird. Okay, go ahead. I just wanted to remind you that in addition to splitting tips, we split phone numbers. So if you want to give one of those people one of my phone numbers, feel free to go ahead and do that. Back to yelling. Okay. Onion ring tower up, table nine. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. We'll go, we'll go. Legit. <laughs> uh, those guys had a lot of phone numbers. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know, when you're a waiter, you always got to carry a burner phone. Yes. You never know. <laughs> you never know. That's what the that's the burner uh, phone industry is based on waiters. Oh, yeah, well, it's yeah. good to know. That's yeah. funny. Hey, uh, I think uh, I think we've got an advertiser this week, a sponsor. What? Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, uh, guys. These folks uh, have advertised with us before. Oh, uh, oh great. and they that actually came back. Yeah, it was one of those things where they came back. <laughs> uh, well, you know, for people who uh, who heard our uh, April first episode. Uh, one of the sponsors from that particular episode teamed up with another of our sponsors, and uh, they're working on a product together. And I, I think we're going to be really, really excited about it. All right, that's great. Um, yeah, uh, Jet, you, if you could go ahead and uh, push that button. Yep. We've all learned a lot about germs, viruses, and all their vectors in the past year, and spent a whole lot of time washing our hands, no matter how clean we are. One room in the house will always be the dirtiest. Let's face it, nobody wants the germs from their bathrooms anywhere else in the house. But sometimes, you might need to be in there longer than you expected. How do you remain clean and entertained? In partnership with our colleagues at Supple Dumps, Amazon would like to introduce the new Kindle Brown, the first e-reader made exclusively for use in your bathroom. The new Kindle Brown is 100% waterproof, 100% other liquid proof, and features a 72-hour charge, but hopefully you won't need it that long. It has all the power of the other Kindle products, but has a bevy of features only found here. Kindle Brown can send out a puff of air freshener in rose, vanilla, or a new car. And a small speaker in the back plays any number of white noise options to cover any loud personal sounds. 
And most exciting of all, our patented Magic Glass Flex Screen allows the device to bend and fold like real paper so you don't ever have to worry about running out of toilet tissue again. Kindle Brown, now you can shit and get on with the plot. Yeah, I, uh, I have a regular Kindle. Um, it's great. It's great. Time to upgrade. Yeah, because I, 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 if I'm being honest, it's probably the place I use it the most anyway. So I might mm-hmm. as well, uh, uh, you know, double down on it. What I like about that ad, though, it, it really specifically says my two favorite things in this world. Shitting and getting on with the plot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I mean, I will say we honestly use the sample one that they sent. We just use it as our guest Kindle. Mm-hmm. So like if there's a guest in the house, they get, they get the shit Kindle, you know, they get the Kindle Brown. Uh, they get ants. Yeah. I, I ran out of toilet paper a month ago, so I've just been using it for its secondary function. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. prefer a real. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's it's good. Getting on with the plot. <laughs> oh, you know what? And, um, I, I just pulled up their email. Uh, if you use super legit in the promo code, uh, it comes preloaded with all of Dan Brown's novels. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, I can't wait, wait wait to reread them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're pot boilers. Yes. Yeah. So, Michael <laughs> Hyman, let's yeah. uh let's bring this around to you. Uh let's ask you this this same question. Mm-hmm. What was the what was the last creative blockage that you came up against and uh uh, I'm I'm assuming you overcame it, but with some of these uh, answers I'm getting, like that's actually really up in the air, and that's that's fair. But uh, if I you also did overcome it, the realness how? of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the more appropriate question is, uh, when was the last time you uh, haven't been blocked? Like, it's not like when did I get blocked? It's like that's a good point. When I'm always blocked is what I'm saying. Yeah, I always am having trouble. I remember, I think the last I had a burst like ah uh, six seven years ago where I like oh. I started writing like four different short plays and I've got one page of each of them that I've never finished, you know, that, and then, and I still, uh, yeah. So I found huh. for me, you know, I get overwhelmed, uh, you know, with, with the, the creative process a little bit, but when I finally can like deadlines, like, you know, Shawn Michael deadlines help. And I'm like, fuck, okay, I've got to do this. And when I just finally sit down and do it, it will, it can flow. Yeah. But getting myself to get to the point where I do that, yep, it's impossible. Yeah, I have, I have historically, and I, 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 you know, it's another thing I think ADHD people in particular are known for, but it's, it's plenty of other people. If I do not have an external deadline, I, I'm not. It's not going to get done. It's not. If I am beholden to only myself, then I know I have infinite time, and I do not need to do it, and I can be held back by whatever Wait, I want. You- Jet's immortal. <laughs> he has infinite oh, time. Shit, I should not have given up that information. In it's not a that's why he, for someone. Yeah, that's why he leads the podcast because he's going to be here yep. for season eight hundred and fifty-two. Yeah, I'm just going to be replacing you guys for you're, this. This show is going to be the ship of Theseus, except I am going to always remain. Don't be smart using the ship of Theseus. It's going to be that Paula Cole music video. I don't want to wait. <laughs> and it's just like the same lover over and over and over and over again you just have five different lovers. listen he's not being smart using the ship of theseus he learned about it the same place i did wandavision <laughs> come on. Come on. i actually did ah, know about it before that but mm-hmm. i didn't know oh, i never mm, remembered the name mm-hmm. of it until Yo, that episode. I, I really tried to like, jump in front of that train for you man <laughs> <laughs> And then um, Steve was like, fuck you. <laughs> I have a million dollar idea, though. What we need is like a Logan's a Logan's run style jewel 
that writers can have placed in their hands, right? Mm-hmm. And what they what they will be told is, listen, you have 30 days to finish that project or else that jewel will start flashing. And John Wick style, everyone that sees it Bam. flashing has permission <laughs> to murder you. Oh, my <laughs> and, and writers will ah. be like, guys, I'm so prolific. I'm getting so much stuff done, right? All that would get done on day 29 still, but yes, yes. yeah. Yeah. No, I've done good work on day 29. Yeah. That would, that would get done on day 29, but after your laundry was folded yes. and after all your yep. meals were separated out. But then, yes, we definitely right away, it would be the novel. The laundry that you printed. did not do for the other 28 days. Because you were focused on right. writing. Yeah, exactly. Or thinking about writing. But yeah, I mean, or thinking about thinking about writing. Throughout my life, I can think of so many projects I had that absolutely, uh, it was not till the last possible minute of that deadline. Like, you know, we, we talked in a previous episode about me but being on the the board of my homeowners association when I was 15 and I was responsible for the newsletter the monthly newsletter for that whole property uh-huh. and yeah like they had a deadline of we need it by this time to be able to get it out into the the monthly bill and so yeah I would write the entire newsletter because for one thing all the other board members were supposed to submit articles they wouldn't I would wait for them to submit the articles they had deadlines I gave them and maybe one of them would give me one and so then I would wait till the last possible minute and I would write an entire four page newsletter all by myself. And it was good. Like, I, you know, the, the three people who, who would bother to read it said it was good. I so, like that your voice cracked when it was good. He suddenly <laughs> laughs back into being 15. It was great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I, right back. I, I also think uh, an interesting thing is when you were talking about being in states of flow, I also think it's. You know, yes, and very much so being states of flow, but I also think part of that flow is kind of letting go and forgetting and maybe to a degree forgiving (laughs) who you were back then versus who you are now. Because that's how I, uh, both the writing and the, you know, guitar playing stuff was, um, you know, oh, I, you know, like my, my musical style has changed since I was. 16 i listen to so much more stuff you know and like the guitar that i have is a very you know aggressive looking guitar and it's like oh you think that you're going to be like this like heavy metal james hetfield from metallica thrash style player but it's like oh guess what you also love mississippi delta blues now and slide guitar and really rustic stuff that has nothing to do with that you know and then you yeah you kind of have to let go to uh what to some degree, let go of that initial love while remembering it, but also embracing the new things that inspire you, you know, cause um, I've, I've been listening to like a lot of, uh, again, like Mississippi Delta blues, Memphis blues, mm-hmm. a lot of slide guitar work. And it's just, I like, I'm in love with that, you know? And it's like, it's not metal. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever go back and revisit stuff like from your youth or from when you were different? Like if you reread a novel or oh, yeah. uh, rewatch a movie that you haven't seen in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. Um, and you know, nothing about that has changed because that's in a time capsule now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the stuff that you take from it is so different. Sure. Mostly because, I mean, you're your personal history is so much richer. Yeah. Um, and that is always amazing to me. Like, was that there and I just missed it or do I now see it? And it, Did I create I that, that? Did I invent, you know, am I, am I reading into this in a way that it wasn't even intended, but now I have a whole other perspective that didn't even exist in that time? Right. I very recently had that experience that I, and I shared it with all of you in our like text thread 
there was a sketch show from when I was in high school that was on HBO. Yeah. And I could not find it online for like 20, 30 years. I could not find this thing. And then finally the other day, like two weeks ago, it finally showed up online and I rewatched it the other day. And apart from a couple of things that are just like, well, that's, that's sexist. Right at the end, I was like, this holds up. This all holds up. This is solid. It works. This just works. And uh-huh. it reminded me that like, oh, you know what? Time passes, but things that are good, that are good. It's like the reason why, you know, like uh, I'm a middle school teacher. I still have kids rolling in uh, wearing Beatles shirts. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because it's good. <laughs> I, I, I saw sh- kids rolling in their Descendants shirts. I yeah! showed my kids. Uh, I showed my kids Die Hard at Christmas for the first time. Awesome, yeah. And it was like this film is still flawless. Mm-hmm. It was such a, so exceptionally well written and well and well uh, produced, and it just it holds up perfectly even now. It, it's just there's no mistakes. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the author, but uh, mm-hmm. the book Orson. Um, that's the author Orson Scott yep. Card. But Ender's the, Game. Ender's but Game. the book, oh, so I, I've, I've read it a, a bunch of times, but I remember reading it when I was 13, and I, I like I very much viewed it from the point of Ender Wiggins, the main character, and then I read it again like in my 20s, and I remember being like, I, I really identified with this character, Major Anderson, who's just kind of like a commander, war grunt, kind of just, all right, let's get everybody from point A to point B. And then I read it like five years ago, and uh, I identified with a different character, this guy, Hiram yeah. Graff, who's like just about, you know, it's about the existence of life and how it's just, it's one thing to the next. It's all uh, weird. It's about flow. I've, <laughs> I've, I've read yeah. most of his books, which I absolutely loved. Um, and it's hard with the perspective of, you know, how how uh, uh, homophobic he, he made himself out to be. Uh, yeah, that's eventually. a rough one. But it's also so weird because, again, you talk about reading into things with your own point of view. The very first book I ever read of his, I was given as a gift. It was called uh, Songmaster, if I remember correctly. Um, And uh, (laughs) yeah, I I was given I was given it by someone when I was filming a uh, a movie in Salt Lake City, Utah. So, you know, Center of Mormon, which is, you know, he's he's Mormon as well. And I read the book and like there's this whole exchange with a, a gay character that I took to be very positive. I took it to represent the character positively and also represent bigotry against this gay character. And I've, I have not reread the book as an adult uh, from the perspective of knowing his point of view, but I really am curious exactly. Did I misread that through the innocence of a person who was pro LGBTQ or, and this is the thing I've seen in other things in his writing too, where I feel like he was very, always very good at stepping outside of his own point of view and writing someone else's point of view. Yeah. Did he actually write the perspective of someone who was, you know, who saw them in a positive light? I don't know. And maybe you know I'll what? try to read it eventually. You know what? I feel very much like that too. Uh, and, and not to make uh, whatever about the, the director, but like, I remember when I first saw Quentin Tarantino, man, I thought like it was so intense and so visceral, and it meant so much to me, like Reservoir Dogs. Like it was just like, oh, this is I like I used to know it like word for word, mm-hmm. and and now like I've really grown away from Quentin Tarantino. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird how that. Well, I mean, it's it's strange the art and the artist thing because I yeah. I basically for the most part fallen in the category of like, listen, I'm not going to support that artist anymore, mm-hmm. but you can't take away that first experience I had. You know, watching Annie Hall, reading yep. Harry Potter. You can't. You know, uh, uh, when I was a kid, 
you know, Rudy coming down the stairs singing baby on the Cosby show. Oh, like those are moments brilliant. you can't take away. Ugh. But all of those people are people who it's like, if they came and sat down at my house at dinner, I'd be like, excuse me, you have to leave. Yeah. We don't let people who do the things you do or say the things you say in my home to eat our food. You got to go. Yeah. That's you know? a hard and one. I remember the first stand up thing I ever saw. I mean, I remember I it was back to back. I saw it with my dad. It was the first time he let me stay up late. We saw Bill Cosby himself and then, you know, Richard Pryor, you know, 78, but like, yeah, that's a transformative effect that you can't, mm-hmm. you have to reckon with now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And you almost, dude, you almost, well, I, let me speak for myself. I almost yeah, feel like lied to and wronged because mm-hmm. I was a huge Woody Allen fan when I was a kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I was a nerd. I was a weird kid. So I loved Woody Allen. Couldn't identify. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when you find out what monster, like, Dude, same thing with Frank Sinatra. Love Frank Sinatra. Oh, he hits women. I'm not so on board. Yeah, you know? yeah. That that was okay for me. Uh, the show Louie was. I thought it was one of the greatest things I'd ever seen on television, and it was so it was so well written and well performed and dark and beautiful and soul searching. And I felt like Louis C.K. as he represented himself was in the most warped way, one of the most romantic people I knew because of the way he looked at the world and spoke about the world and the way he represented things in that show seemed so woke and aware and self-aware and broken and representing the brokenness of humanity in all these beautiful ways. And it's like, I just associated with it so beautifully. And then all this shit happened and like that felt like (laughs) betrayal. I felt so incredibly betrayed to have lost something so beautiful. Oh my gosh, yes. I. A hundred, a hundred thousand percent. I also think, uh, uh, I have a thought and then, then I got a question for Sean. Uh, I, I think that's one of the things too, is why you can't hang on to your heroes so dearly. Cause they're, they're, they're also human and they're going to fail. Mm-hmm. I think it's, it's one of the things that has, uh, also changed my musical tastes and stuff like that. Cause, uh, Teenage years, man. It was it was Metallica all day, every day. Go to sleep to Metallica. Wake up to Metallica. Angry, fast aggression. Now, now James Hetfield is this middle aged man working through his you know demons, trying to raise a family. He's he's very much just a human being. He's not this heavy metal thrash god that you imagine. He's he's a human as well. So you need to give him space to be that. Sean, I did not know that you were into Frank Sinatra. How did that happen? That's interesting. Well, dude, I was really, I loved the Rat Pack. I loved that whole like Joey Bishop. I loved, I loved the entire thing. You know, if, if when I was a kid, like when I, when I say kid, like um, mm-hmm. uh, late middle school, high school, I wanted to be like in the Rat Pack. I wanted to, yeah, um, I wanted to be. We've also seen uh, pictures of SMB in a suit. Dude looks good. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to I used to wear a suit when I was a kid to high school and what? uh one of my one of my uh teachers was like, "You know who you remind me of? Ricky Ricardo." I'm like, "I will take that all yes. day long." Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you know, let me ask you this. Well, and all Frank's songs are great. Um like his uh his phrasing, which is, you know, that's what he's known for. Um and just like um by saying something stupid like I love you, that song kills me every time. 
Um, I don't know that you need to sing songs like that with your daughter. That got a little weird, but um, <laughs> I, I will say, like, let me ask you guys this. There are some things that got me as a kid that still get me. One thing still gets me. Like one thing in particular is um, when someone does the right thing in spite of knowing it is going to undo them. It is going to have them killed. Oh, yeah. And you know what? And they do not back down and they are fearless about it. And they mm. know it's coming and they mm. lean into it. Like even just talking about it right now, it's it yeah. gets me. And like it's always gotten me since I was like a little kid. Is there something like that that still gets you every time you see it? Oh, that's a big one. But I love I love your how beholden you are to integrity. Wait, still that as is a amazing. little kid that you... Say that one right. more time. I have the answer. Something um, that hits you in the heart every you, time you, you see it. If you have the answer, oh, then why Sure, you- sure, sure, sure. No, I just <laughs> wanted to make sure so I don't go firing off on the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Van Halen, rest in peace. The song, Eruption. It's a minute and 42 seconds. Uh, it starts off with just a crashing drum for like three seconds. And the solo that he did, uh, it touches on neoclassical, classical, heavy metal he invents finger tapping dive bombing these heavy metal techniques uh it changed the way the guitar is played um it changed my life i mean it's weird saying it like that (laughs) but yeah it it changed my life every time like I, i won't necessarily like play it all the time because i've heard it a million times but if i'm in a guitar center if I'm in on the road, especially oh, the best thing is if you're in a guitar center and there's a kid, he's like 11 years old and he's trying to do the finger tapping from it's a very Russian specific. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, I was, when I was shopping for guitars recently, mm-hmm. there was a kid who was trying to, he, he, he had it like 90% of the way. And I almost fucking cried. Cause I was like, that's the next generation. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. It gets me every time. There's uh there's something that that I think ties all these things really well together for me that the song that for some reason has uh, a real emotional effect on me is uh, Allison Krauss and Union Station do a song called The Boy Who Wouldn't Hook Horn. And it, like it sounds silly, um, but it, and it's not even the lyrics, although I'll get to the lyrics in a second, because, again, they tie things together. But it, the, the, the actual musical work in it, the instrumentals in it, especially the dobro in that song. It's it is such an incredibly powerful melody and instrumental work that it it has brought me to tears on multiple occasions. Just just yeah, listening man. to that, the whole thing's beautiful, and the 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 um, the lyrical work is stunning in it. Um, in fact, Alison Krauss doesn't sing much in that song, um, but it's just, it's gorgeous from top to bottom. But it's funny because I was just looking it up to confirm something, and and they point out something in it, and it just it crossed my mind how hilarious it is i didn't notice this but the song is a cautionary tale for those who start projects but never finish them oh shit yes it's it's you know it's this boy yeah he he you know he 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 sows the seeds but he doesn't he doesn't do the work for the farm and so he never has a crop um and so no one no one cares about you know the girl he's in love with has no interest in him because he can't get around to actually being worth anything and finishing his work just like it's seeing that when I was looking at the song, just because it was it was a pretty song that I love, and that seemed relevant. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, like crap, this is really on the money here. Uh, another story that's really kind of motivated me of late is, uh, I'm sure you guys heard of the group, the Black Keys. 
Uh, they hadn't put out an album in like five years, and there was like rumors that they they didn't like each other they anymore. They were in a creative rut, just all these different things. And they just put out a new album. It's coming out. Uh, their first single, Crawling King Snake. It sounds amazing. But what's great about it is it's actually a, a, a Junior Kimbro cover. And part of how they put the album together was instead of trying to create new stuff and add new doodads and all these new instrumentation, they just went backwards hmm. and played the things and the people and the songs that they first identified with, that they first fell in love with together and made that the new thing. Wow. And I thought that was great because, like, sometimes, yeah, you got to go backwards, to, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah, hearing that story, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> that really kind of blew my mind as well. Yeah. Hey, Michael Hyman, I think you have one of uh, one of your fringe ads for us, right? Of course I do. Of course <laughs> I do. It's a real lighthearted episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, let's, let's bring it around. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe this is going to be a, a very dark product. Yeah. Uh, you know, let's, let's see where so. it goes. I'm oh, praying God. to God. <laughs> it's almost like you read the ad already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Put in the tape. Hey everyone, come on down to Pete Czar's Pizza Star. We've got the newest trend in pizza. It's not quite like the pizza that you've had before. I tell you, we've got alternative crusts. All the kinds of crusts, <laughs> unlike the ones that you have, almost like you think it's from another reality. Come on down when you're done with your food. Enjoy our hands-free Dogecoin Arcade with all the classic games that you enjoy. When you're eating our pizza, you're going to think, mmm, it's cheese-like texture is exactly what I hoped it would be and more. Now remember, because we're experimental, you'll have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. Our legal team is at the ready to take you to court if you talk about our secrets anywhere. We will come down on you hard at Pizzar's Pizza Star. Do not make that mistake. Our ironclad non-disclosure agreements will take you to hell. We also have free flushable wipes in the bathroom because you're going to need it. Pizzar's Pizza Star. Come on down. Uh, I, that's uh, yeah. Well, a couple I'm of us uh, got together for uh, a killer shrimp um, after <laughs> our vaccinations uh, uh, took full effect. But I'm going to check out this Pizzar's Pizza Star uh, ASAP if you all ever want to join me. Is that LA based? They are also in the marina. That's How great. could you not? Cheese-like texture. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, uh, well, I'm lactose intolerant, so that sounds that sounds really appealing to me. I yeah. think they sell that at the 99 cent store when like nacho cheese isn't like good enough. Yeah, but the 99 cent store doesn't take my Dogecoin in their arcade. Are you sure that's nacho cheese and not just not cheese? Mm. Oh, it's, no, no, you're right. It's you're right. Nacho you're right. Sorry, cheese. You're right. Nacho cheese. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, uh, Stephen C. James, how about hey, you? Me. It is you. Uh, you know, uh, so I'm going to answer uh, uh, Sean Michael's question ah, first. Yes. Like the thing that always just hits me in the heart. <laughs> and by the way, this is not anything that's ever come up in therapy. It's in a piece of <laughs> it's, it's in a piece of art when the moment when the dad just accepts the son for who the son is. Like mm. your oh. Billy Elliot's, uh, your moment in Fantastic mm. Mr. Fox. Uh, when they bond, it just that it gets me every single time. And it's just like, and it's one of those things where it's like, I try to give my kid that moment every day. Oh, that's yeah. great. You know, oh. it's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's because just, I'm little. 
yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Um, but uh, as far as the creative blockage thing, like, I think back to, like, there's so many of those little moments where it's like, that's it. That's the new, that's the new saying that's going to change everything and just open it up for me. And they're all good. Like, there was a Kevin Smith interview that I heard where it's like, hey, you know what, man? It was like, you need to turn off this podcast and go create something because you need to stop being entertained and start being entertaining. And I was like, oh, wow, that's that's good. And then I saw the first 15 minutes of Tusk and I was like, I'm not, maybe I'm not taking advice from this guy. <laughs> um, and, uh, um, but like so much of his output, like prior to him saying that statement, I was like, I'm into it. And then everything since then, I'm like, maybe you should be watching other people's movies. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like my thing is, once again, procrastination it's just like, amen. Uh, like, you know, any of the stuff, any of the stuff that you guys have seen me write, know that anything you've been reading has been created less than 24 hours before your eyes hit it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen uh, words pop up on the paper while they're being read. It's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Uh, that sounds so foreign to me. And for me, honestly, like, it's my main blockage is it's weird because it's like, in my 20s, I had no excuse, and I was a lot more creative. In my 20s and my 30s, like, I was writing. I'm a middle school uh, drama teacher, which means that if I write a play, I have a venue to put it up. And so I wrote some plays in my in my 20s and in my 30s. And, like, the last year, and it's going to sound like I'm blaming, uh, but the last year I wrote a play was the year I met my wife. <laughs> uh, and it was just like, mm. and it's because I had other, no, it's because I had things that I was like, this is more important. This is my yeah. new creative endeavor. Yeah. Is like figuring out how to make a life, you know, with this Dude. person. Yeah. It- um, if I may interrupt you, because I already have, uh, <laughs> what you said about your son, uh, when you're like, I try to create that moment every day for my son. I mean, dude, you've already done it. I mean, you don't, you, you're not going to get any higher than that. That's there's profound. no greater, um, there's no greater endeavor in this world than being a, a solid, good parent. So, um, Maybe the script is not as important. Yeah. I'm going to say well, that. I, I don't mean to, no, to, no, to no. throw. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. It's like I'm always torn because I love, I love, like a couple of years ago, I had this, like, once again, in therapy. Guys, therapy is the best. It's just great. If you haven't done it, <laughs> give it a shot. It's it's like Coca-Cola, except good for you. But um, <laughs> uh, in therapy, I like went through this process where I learned to stop beating myself up. And then it became something where like the next step is to stop being so much in support, like being a little bit selfish because like my family, I adore my family. They're so wonderful and so amazing. But then I wind up not quite carving out that creative time for myself because mm-hmm. I wind up being like, you know what? I could, but I need to fold that laundry. And like, as I say that, a text just came in from my mom to be like, hey, you're almost done uh, recording in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Hey, Timmy, it's, uh, it's your bedtime. Um, daddy's new choice. <laughs> Legit. Legit. <laughs> oh, 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 face was beautiful. <laughs> hey, Timmy. Uh, it's lunchtime. Um, can we? Uh, can we? Can I? T- can I step away for a minute here? Because I, I just, I've got a deadline here. All right, I've got to invent better fries for Red Robin. It, and, it's okay, uh, Dad. It's okay. I was just working on this little song on my little toy piano. 
Cats in the cradle and the silver spoon. Uh-huh. No. Um, hmm. Okay. Cats in the... Hmm. No. Uh, you just... You work on that, Timmy. Um, you work on that. I'm super, super proud of you that you're, you're, you're doing your endeavors. It's just... Um, I've spent so much time with, with, with you um, that, 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 that uh, these fries are due tomorrow. Do you, under, do you understand deadlines? Is that a thing? <laughs> these new onion rings are due tomorrow. And, new choice. And, and this new steak sauce is due tomorrow. Dad, I understand. I understand you have a lot going on, but Dad, I think it's time that you made a new choice. Maybe instead of choosing Red Robin, you could choose Sun at Home. What about Timmy Robin? Wow. Hello. New choice. New choice. New choice. Uh. <laughs> I was. I was. <laughs> legit. <laughs> uh, I can't. Uh, you know, much like Christianity, I think we got to end with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah no, that, and that's how uh, we end uh, the entire show at that point. Again, um, again, just a shame. This is an audio-only podcast because yes, the visual of oh, you couldn't John see Michael as yeah. the Holy Spirit. Ah, uh, he that that man yeah. could commit. Just uh, I believe I I had become uh, more than the, the Holy Spirit. I was the uh, the ghost of Menu's future. So at this point, <laughs> and. Oh, and SMB on the ghost of menu's future, uh, we we come to an end of uh, of this episode of the Super Legit Podcast. I'd like to thank my amazing <laughs> cast. We come to the beginning of this latest episode of the Super Legit Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. New choice. We come to uh, the middle of the Super Legit Podcast. Michael Hyman, I think you have an ad for us. New choice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it uh, I'd like to thank my guests this week we've got uh, Sean Michael Boozer we've got Steven New C. Choice. James we've got Sean P. seriously try therapy I, 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 Josh P. Spence I'm looking New at your choice. name on the screen we never say P Michael Hyman New choice. Uh, we, we, uh, we're missing Chris Compton this New week choice. We're, we're missing Ali Mara this week. Uh, new choice. We're missing Chris Sanders this week. We love you, buddy. But not as much as the audience has missed all of them, I'm oh sure. Oh, my God. Yes, so badly, especially now. They, they're uh, screaming new choice in their homes through this whole episode. Absolutely. Thank you, as always, to Matt Walker for the fantastic intro and outro music. Find him uh, uh, in the show notes, his link there. And subscribe to us on every platform. As we said at the top, review us everywhere you can, and especially refer us to your friends. Uh, all right, that's it for uh, for this week. Uh, we've got to hurry up because uh, Stephen C. James's mom needs somewhere to sleep. I love you, mom. We love you, mom. She's never going to hear this. We love you, Compton. Hey, can we start recording now? Yes, please start recording right now. I don't believe anything's on. the door on its hinges just so I can move on oh 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 Actually, I'm really glad that it's the it's the five of us. Not that the other people don't count, but I think fuck those guys. 
Yeah, I mean, we can all we can all say it. This is not being recorded. Oh shit! Just 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 two things. I think I think we're gonna get I think we're gonna get deep tonight. And uh, honestly, Hyman Fuckatron has been my week. Thank you, really. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on yeah. giving. Uh, and I'm gonna already make a pitch for the post credits that uh, Josh being like, I'm really glad it's the five of us. I just and then Hyman being like, fuck those guys. Uh, I think that's the post credits right there. Yes. <laughs>